It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Doc Rob, Dr. Rob Streisfeld, your concierge for better living here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio and many others out there. Wherever you're catching us online, on the air, this is a, another great day. Thanks for joining us. Check out some of the past podcasts if you haven't already. I'm excited today. We have a really great guest. I'm, I'm, this is a really hot topic and I'm super psyched to have uh, Mr. Joe Frank on, Program Director for High Sobriety, on as my guest today. And and, uh, Joe, welcome. Thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. How are we doing? Very good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. No, it's my pleasure. I think it's a, it's a big thing you're doing. Um, we have to change people's mindsets on how we look at cannabis and drugs and addiction. And, you know, tell my, my listeners or who, those listening now or checking in later a little bit about high sobriety. High Sobriety is a cannabis-inclusive recovery program, so um, people who, are, who have severe addictions, opiates, benzodiazepines, alcohol, we always forget uh, alcohol is the most dangerous thing out there, at least in terms of the number of lives that it claims. And we talk about the opiate problem, and we should. I'm not trying to minimize it, but alcohol takes 88,000 uh, Americans a year opiates about 60 some odd. So anyway, the point being is we really need to take a closer look at uh, alcohol as well. Um, so high sobriety people come to us. They typically, they have not had a good response from the current paradigm of total abstinence from all intoxicating substances. Our goal is to eliminate risk by 99.9% by transitioning them from their current drug use into safe uh, medicinal cannabis. We've discovered all other kinds of health applications for it that, you know, we weren't expecting. We've had people with MS, we've had people with cancers, we've had people uh, with um, uh, Crohn's disease. There's lots of things where people, there are lots of reasons that people want to come off of opiates and they want to try cannabis as a, uh, as a safer option. The original intent was that we're failing in this war on opiate addiction. And, you know, I have always thought that cannabis is a, is a great option. Primarily, from my perspective as a social worker, there's no lethal dose of the stuff. So if people do misuse it or they don't totally follow the medical directions, there's not, the stakes are not very high. Um, and my belief is that we should be offering people cannabis before they're addicted to opiates. Um, but I also do believe that it can help people get off uh, that cycle of an opiate addiction. No. So that's what we do at High Sobriety. I think that's a great message. I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, you know, I, I know a lot about people who are suffering, you know, addicted to painkillers and, you know, different, you know, pharmaceuticals, but also I think alcohol is, is a major issue, um, often just pushed aside because of its social acceptance. And, you know, I've seen this over and over again. Uh, and, and to say that I'm not against, you know, drinking responsibly, I've actually, that was my first project 
coming out of, in, as a professional, I made a supplement called Nightlife Protection, but it wasn't geared towards, um, you know, hangovers. It was geared towards a lifestyle choice, like being responsible, thinking about your health and the impact that those choices make, supporting liver function, you know, getting, you know, all the different nutrients the body needs when you make choices. But People automatically took it as an addiction, as a, as an abuse thing. Ooh, I'm going to party extra hard because I have this tool, and I purposely took it off the market. This. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I think that alcohol is it, it is here to stay. We're not going to get rid of alcohol. There's lots of different things. I think that the message needs to be um, clear that that cannabis is a safer form of intoxication. That's a difficult message. I'm currently in Boston. I'm speaking on a college campus. And I have to say, I will not lie. I will not lie to young people. Cannabis is your safest form of intoxication. And I'm inevitably going to get emails from parents who told our kids to smoke pot. Like, hmm. that's not what I said at all. No, I don't. So, <laughs> look, the, the truth is there are 1,800 college kids a year who drink themselves to death in this sort of binge drinking, pre-gaming culture. There are zero uh, deaths associated with cannabis. There may be an anecdotal, somebody fell off the balcony, you know, that kind of a thing. But there is no lethal dose. Um, and I think that the first thing we need to do in America is we need to understand Americans are not giving up intoxication any more than they're giving up guns or Cheetos. So we need to get with there will never be a drug-free America. Why are we not promoting the safest form, which would be cannabis? You know, the idea that one can go um, – to the grocery store and buy a bottle of vodka on sale and go home and drink yourself to death for $20, but you're criminalized for using cannabis is wrong. It's flawed. Um, it's wrong. And people, you know, and I don't, I'm not a cannabis user myself, uh, which people have a very difficult time understanding, <laughs> which I don't, <laughs> you know, no. it's a strange, it's a strange thing. I always say I don't wear a bra either, but I think people should have that option if they want. Um, right. No, I think what you're saying is important. So, I mean, part of, you know, part of what I'm saying is part of what you're going to just saying being here in Boston, talking to young people. I think it has to do yeah. with you know education and getting on that level so people understand about. It. I think we've been misinformed about cannabis for so long. That's why those parents might react that way. But when they break it down into common sense, you're right. I think cannabis is the yeah. you know, the safest option right now for some sort of. Um, stimulation or, or, or psycho effect. I think that also the idea of psychoactive is misinterpreted also. Is, is having a euphoric good feeling really a negative side effect? I think in the right situations are mm. appropriate. I think that right away we're, we're being told we're, we're bad, for tr we're looking to feel good. And in this depressed state that we're in already, right. it's a bad <laughs> message to be sending. Right. You know, so. Right. Right. And we've had some really interesting outcomes at high sobriety. And we've had, we've had, you know, we had a uh, young, not a young guy, a, a, an old guy recently who was sort of a chronic alcoholic. Um, uh, and he's had all kinds of consequences. And it was just this horrible story. His wife had passed away. She had breast cancer. And so he's kind of rattling around. And he was retired, just drinking scotch and uh, had had some consequences. And after 60 days, and some education, um, you know, and the miracle of a vape pen, he lost 30 pounds, his blood pressure went down. <laughs> you know, there are all these really great things, and I took a lot of heat. People are like, 
Well, he still, he switched one drug for another. Like, yes, he did. Yes, that's what he did. He switched. Basically, we said, look, give me the loaded gun. We're going to give you a Nerf sword. And, you know, do not drive when you're in. You know, okay, so Fox News goes on at 7 o'clock, and he's, uh, he's a little baked. But so what? He's happy. He's safe. He's, you know, and there have been a lot of really positive things. His family was like, we didn't know he could be remotely pleasant. Can you give him more? Right. Um, so, you know, so there's those, I, 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 there's all kinds of, and we're, we're still very much in the process of discovery. Like, what are the applications for cannabis? My belief is there is a, a huge potential to help people with addictions. That's counter to everything we've ever been told. That's counter to everything, you know, just say no and drugs are bad and cannabis is the road to hell and so on and so forth. None of that is true. Um, you know, uh, I think that the gateway myth has to be dispelled. Uh, I think uh, we have to understand that the war on cannabis was not a war on the substance, but a war on the people who used the substance. Of course, it's a very big distinction. And the irony, and, and the irony with that, Joe, is that the 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 sorry, the behavior. You know, the irony is the behavior that they were that they claimed was happening based on using <laughs> cannabis was actually propagated by the alternative, which was alcohol. You know, so it's That's saying right. that you know, so it's you know, replacing one thing for so-called better, but in fact, you're making the situation worse for, by far. So, yeah. You know, well, look, I mean, I think that even even law enforcement officials that I've spoken to who are adamantly opposed to legalization, they can't argue with the basic question of would you rather walk into a family dispute of cannabis users or alcoholics, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, just the, the collateral damage of alcohol is massive. The collateral damage of cannabis is either minimal or, or um, beneficial, you know, yeah. I like that. Part. I think it's there got are people, a plus side, you know, for sure. It does. It definitely has a plus side. And that's the other thing I've seen a plus side. One of the things we will do at high sobriety is we'll take combat vets pro bono. We'll just, you know, it's our, our contribution. We can help them negotiate the VA and medical care and so on and so forth. That is a population that does extraordinarily well with cannabis replacement. They do really poorly with total abstinence. They will give up the pills and the booze if you give them something. They sleep better. They're, you know, dials them down, all the sort of edginess of, of trauma, you know, post-trauma. Uh, trauma. Yeah, that's an amazing population. I mean, I, I can imagine. Actually, yeah. I want to get into that even some more. So hold that thought on the vets. And there's a couple other groups I think we should talk about with addiction that, that benefit from this approach. So hang in there. We're going to take a quick break. This has been really interesting, guys. And thanks, Joe, for the, for the great commentary. We're going to be right back at this break. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. 
Cannabis concentrates have been around for hundreds of centuries. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah? Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. Only on CannabisRadio.com Alright, alright. And we are back. And you know, this was even hard to take that break. This is a great conversation today with uh, program director of high sobriety, Joe Schrenk. Awesome. And you just mentioned, Joe, that you, uh, you guys help a lot with the vets. You do some pro bono work. And you know, let's dive into that a little bit more. I know that PTSD, I, I know a bunch of vets, uh, and, and we've had this conversation around cannabis, but not so much in, 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 in the conversation of getting rid of their other options, which may or do, may not be effective or doing actual harm to them or something that they don't even want to choose to. Like, should they be forced to not have the option to get pretty much whatever they want to help them feel better as needed? That's as our, as our soldiers who went out there to serve for us, like that should be their right to say, no, I choose, choose this because I feel better doing this. Yeah. Without question. Look, I think the idea that a young guy who, and there's a massive VA, um, in, in Los Angeles where we are. Um, and so there's a lot of these young guys that, that kind of gravitate to the West coast. The idea that they can be severely traumatized from their service. They have chronic pain from an injury, or maybe they've lost a limb. Um, the notion that they are in total compliance with law and VA policy with a bottle of Vicodin, a bottle of vodka and a gun is insane. And, you know, the idea that doctors at the VA cannot at least offer them, you know, whether they choose it or whether it's right for them is a different story. But if the doctor, their hands are tied to even say, well, this is an option, right? This is an option that's safer for you. This is an option, um, you know, as a physician or as a therapist, I'm not going to worry too much about sending a young guy out uh, into the community with a medical card. 
sending him with a, uh, a prescription and a proclivity to drink is a, you know, look a hundred or 20, 20 of those guys a day shoot themselves. Oh yeah. The numbers they're, are they're drunk are un- and high when they do. outrageous, it's staggering, yeah. outrageous, unacceptable. Um, Embarrassing. And they're not doing that. <laughs> they're smoking. Right. Right. And I've heard these horror stories of, uh, of these guys having to uproot their families and move to Colorado where they can access, and that's not, that's just wrong. These guys, you know, the young guys, they have wives, everybody's having a hard time. Yeah, I think it's really important, as you're saying, with the vets uh, and other groups, uh, especially, I mean, right now, an area that we're looking to focus on, and my, myself and some people that we're working together is Native Americans and alcohol and addictions yeah. and other issues there that could benefit from, from access to cannabis, a natural plant. Um, with the opioids, you know, the opioid addiction, there's not just this plant, there are several plants that are therapeutic that should be part of a, a cumulative. And, and integrative approach to letting people get back balance, which is our goal for health, is to find homeostasis or balance. Like Ibogaine, which is that African bush that has been shown to be amazing in opioid addiction treatment, and yet it's illegal in the United States, another plant that that is being, uh, you know, restricted for, for pharmaceutical benefits. But I want to just mention something a little bit lighthearter, mm-hmm. a little, bit, a little mm-hmm. bit easier for people today, a little more current events that I think is just hit me across the face with the Super Bowl that just happened. And, you know, the New England Patriots, who you just said you're in Boston, right now aren't enjoying a parade this week, aren't celebrating a victory in Tom Brady's success. And I think, not that you can d- determine the whole Super Bowl, it was a great game on one play or, or anything of that nature, but one of the key Patriots wasn't included in the game, a star from last year's, you know, uh, you know game, because he got caught being late in curfew and smoking marijuana the night you know before the Super Bowl, a night where you much or, or, or before the Super Bowl where you're under so much stress, probably trying to get you know some sleep or prepare and focus even whatever the benefits that he was looking for or just you know to relax and yet that is is unacceptable probably drinking alcohol that w- would have been fine you know or taking a, a, a Xanax even or something of that nature. So the whole you know his whole career and life was affected by potentially smoking a joint, a plant. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a crazy thing. I had yesterday, I did a focus group with some young athletes, uh, student. And I said, you know, we were just talking about the list of banned substances and so on and so forth. Well, is alcohol on the list of banned substances? No, really? Like they, that's, that's okay. Well, we kind of have a team policy to not drink 24 hours before a game. Right. Which is something, I guess. But the notion of um, uh, that's that's just a crazy thing. I mean, first of all, sports is fueled by alcohol. Yes. Uh, it's it's um, uh, a lot of the money is associated with the sale of an advertising of alcohol. Uh, and so I think that's look, I, I'm assuming this is a young black guy. Right. Yep. And, and that is the criminalization of how are you going to marginalize people? Uh, that's terrible. Like, like you said, he's banged up from practice. He's bumped and bruised. And so he was going to smoke a joint and relax and go to bed. Like right. this was what he was being punished for. He wasn't being punished for being out until two in the morning, drinking in the hotel lobby or in the bar. Right. 
you know, that's just get, getting into a fight or hurt, you know, something or DUIs, fight or being abusive, or domestic violence. Exactly. Right. This right. is something that one of the biggest what? days of your life, a young kid was trying to cope in a very responsible way that's in right. our mindset. So, I think, yeah, totally un- un- yeah, unrealistic. Punishing people for making a, making a good choice is wrong. We need to stop doing that. And, you know, I think that the first thing, cause we're really fighting a culture war with, the resistance to cannabis. We understand the science of it. We understand, and there is uh, very strong research that shows states with medicinal cannabis have 25% fewer overdose deaths than states that don't. You know, that's the journal of the American Medical Association. That's not a blogger. Like, that's a legit thing, peer-reviewed. And yeah, yeah, and that's done organically. That's not with doctors counseling people, offering it as an option. That's not with saying, hey, why don't you just Let's just, let's just not even open the opiate can of worms on the front end and offering people cannabis. It's not even saying, you, well, let's reduce the amount of opiates that you're taking by adding cannabis so people aren't tipping into a lethal dose of the stuff. I mean, that number could greatly rise. It would, um, no, no, that can. It will. I'm going to say will because you know I think this yeah. is such an early stage in the industry. I know some of us have been in the cannabis space a little bit longer than most, but there's so many people that are just waking up. <clears throat> and I again, I appreciate so much what High Sobriety's you know mission is and that approach to you know being open and and giving people options, and especially looking at an evolution in how we look at cannabis because it's been so vilified and 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 demonized for so long that it's just unacceptable in this day and age especially in the united states that we allow this to continue and there's so many people that are suffering as a result uh in so many ways so again i think it's an amazing you know aspect um when we come back because we're going to take another break um I want to talk a little bit about maybe some of the process or some of the challenges that you've been seeing right now and maybe what the next steps where you see for high sobriety. So listen, listeners, this is amazing. Keep keep tuned in. Joe, thanks so much for the time today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back at this quick break. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here on CannabisRadio.com and iHeartRadio. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. What do master growers, dispensary owners, extraction artists, and infusion chefs all have in common? They'll all be in Denver, Colorado at NCIA Seed the Sales Show, February 7th and 8th. Don't miss a chance to learn alongside 3,000 of the cannabis industry's best and brightest in three highly focused tracks about cultivation, infused products and extractions, and business strategies and innovation. Network and shop for all of your business needs across 40,000 square feet of Expo 4. NCIA Seed the Sales Show. SeedTheSalesShow.com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. 
Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, all right, all right. And we are back. The show was flying, as the good ones always do. But this has been a wonderful conversation, a really important one about addiction, about our perception as a society to cannabis. And, um, you know, again, thank you, Joe, for coming on today and sharing some information and your passion, of course. And, um, and again, just so you know, this is uh, uh, someone that really is passionate about cannabis who's not even a user of cannabis, which is happening more and more because it's just socially responsible to say, give the plant a chance. So thanks again, Joe. What's what's on the on the plate? I know you're speaking, you said, in Boston. Um, you know, if someone's interested in, in uh, learning more about high spray or someone has a family ma- member or friend that might be able to benefit, what's some of the ways that they get in touch or how is the process or you – know, well, my personal website is denialends.com, um, and that's sort of, you know, consultations and speaking gigs and my information and kind of how we came to this. High sobriety is highsobrietytreatment.com, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm very responsive, even right. to the negative, even to the naysayers. I'm happy to talk, because, look, I think that whatever side you're on in this, idea it's 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 a ridiculous argument to say that drug policy in america is working um you know we lose too many people we incarcerate far too many people that's not humane that's not uh anything that's rooted in social justice i always thought people who needed to be removed from society did something really bad like they robbed somebody or you know i didn't think well, they smoked a joint, so we have to remove them from. So, you know, I mean, that's just that's just a ridiculous, inhumane, without compassion policy, and that needs to change. So, I think it's, um, you know, I try to I try to deliver the message. I do do a lot of speaking. I'm happy to to talk to anybody. Really, my message is I'm a sober guy. I'm a social worker. I haven't had any form of intoxication in 20 years. I'm not on an evangelical mission to make people do what I do. I think that they need to be given their options. I don't believe that every solution um, or the only solution to a drug use issue is total abstinence. I think that is one option. Um, and may work for some. percent of people. That's right. 95% of people who try that do not reach that. Um, I don't think it's a better than thing at all. Um, it was the right thing for me and, and it's gone well for sure. As I get older, I'm 48. By the time I'm 58, I will absolutely look at cannabis as an option because I go to spin class and my knee hurts. I can't imagine what it's going to be like in 10 years. Um, <laughs> I, I'm know. excited. And for so I, I'm not, I'm not, Right. I'm like, sure. I'll try, I'll try the, you know, I mean, some of the topicals I think are very helpful for people. My mother says it's very helpful for her arthritis. Yeah. You know, that took some convincing. My mother's a military wife. 
um, you know, kind of people, people always think of California as this very liberal place. You have to remember Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon were from California. Um, so we had to kind of convince my mother, you know, I mean, we would say, well, why don't you try this? And all she hears is Angela Davis is going crazy and Governor Reagan has to shut down UCLA, right? <laughs> like this is the, this is the messaging we're fighting. We're like, no, that's not, but times they are changing. A, <laughs> totally. And she's had a great result. And there's this really wonderful doctor in LA, Bonnie Goldstein. I don't know if you've ever heard of her or talked to her, but that's her, her primary practice is to help older people reap the benefits of using cannabis and minimize some of the harmful um, uh, other pharmaceuticals that they may be using. In my mother's case, there is no Vicodin in her house. There is a CBD oil. There's a sublingual spray. I, I mean, really? Is it really a debate of which is better? No, you know, I, I, you know it's, you're just in the fire with me. I did the same with my mom, my mom's treatment. I do with a lot of people. I spend time in South Florida with a lot of elderly population looking for the same type of answers and the same type of right. safer options. And I think that's amazing. And what you said really resonates with me. It resonates with the premise of this show. It represents what I've been building for my career as personalized health design, meaning giving people, educating them, maybe in an entertaining fashion, giving them options, empowering them to make better choices with an ultimate goal of make, helping to make today better than yesterday, hopefully, and work together to have tomorrow better than today. It's a simple mantra of better living. You can't do much more than that. And uh, I think you're, you're right on point with what you're doing, Joe. I think it's an amazing uh, project and process. And I you know, definitely want to collaborate and support the efforts even more if I can. I think, uh, you know, I, I've looked at, you know, um, addiction and, and, and rehabilitation for quite some time, even to the point where mm. IV nutritional therapy benefits a significant population but cannot be used in some because those with needles and other aspects are, you don't want to give them more needles. But you know, there's so it's not so not, it's not a one size fits all world we live in, but cannabis no. Is definitely yeah. one that shows up as one of the most safest alternatives and options for so many things. And again, you're, you're taking yeah. a, a challenging category with addiction treatment, um, but really putting a good. <laughs> oh, it's a necessary. It really one. is. It needs to change the stigma yeah. to not being a gateway. I call it a gateway herb, not a gateway drug. And by a gateway herb, it'll lead us to the use of more plant-based medicines and plant-based nutrition and 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 treasure and respect what nature provides versus synthesizing and trying to adulterate it and thinking that we're better than just let's be good and, and, and in general be grateful. So I think, I think you're right on point. And, and again, I really appreciate everything you're doing. Um, and we'll hopefully have you back on with an update and some new th- and some other events and some collaborations. So we'll have the link. To yeah. It. Anytime. I'm happy to, um, I'm happy to, uh, talk to anybody. As I said, I think my biggest challenge is actually the recovery community which is too bad because it's like well, they, they want got, people to recover how they want people to recover. So I'm going to help you on that one if I can. I hope other people out there listening want to help as well. It's definitely a worthy cause. We're going to post the links to those websites, your personal one, and Hi Sobrati's when we post the, the podcast, when we post the show. And, uh, yeah, definitely – Again, we'll definitely stay in touch. Joe, it's been a real pleasure to have you on today. Uh, It's been my pleasure. And again, hope all the listeners as well. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I wish you and everyone listening all the best in health and happiness.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.